You're listening to the Project Bliss Podcast, where we dive into project management and leadership skills to help you have an amazing career. I'm Lee Espy, project management and career coach with 20 years of experience in project management, working in diverse environments in both the U.S. and abroad. But this podcast is about you and how you can have the most amazing career in project management. This is a career that lets you continue to grow, serve, create, collaborate, and earn a great income while you're doing it. So join me and learn how to level up your career. Hey, I work regularly with people, coaching them in project management skills, leadership skills, and even helping them get jobs as project managers. I spend a lot of time doing project management and talking with people about project management and helping people move into project management. But when you think about it and the the job title project manager, it's a common job title these days, but the project manager roles and responsibilities can be pretty vague if you're not already familiar with them. I know this firsthand by watching people's reactions when I tell somebody that I'm a project manager. When I first started working as a project manager, I was talking with my mom and she asked me, you know, what is your job? What are you doing? And I said, I'm a project manager. And she just said, huh, like she didn't really know what to say to that or she didn't really understand what it meant. I have a lot of siblings and my sisters have careers that she's likely more familiar with. One's a chemical engineer, one's a civil engineer, one's in real estate development, lots of different um, career paths that she may be more familiar with exactly what does this mean. And so project management can mean a lot of different things in different industries. Project managers do a lot of different things. So she responded to me with just kind of a, huh. And I thought, well, let me explain this to her a bit. So I launched into an example that was an IT example because I work in IT and that may have been a mistake because she's also not really familiar with IT and what IT teams do. And so I thought, oh gosh, this is frustrating. She has no idea what I do for work. And I think a lot of people just feel that way. For me, as a project manager who loves project management, even after working in it all these years, I feel like I make magic happen. Somebody has an idea and I work with a team to make it real. Somebody has a problem and I collaborate with a team to solve their problem. Project managers play a part in changing the world by executing projects. And these can be small projects or big projects. But to me, it feels like magic. But I think my mom imagines that I just sit at a desk all day and work on a computer doing computer stuff. So I'd like to talk a bit and break it down and help you understand what a project manager really does if this is something that's not exactly clear to you. I'm going to go back to the Project Management Institute's definition of a project manager, and they explain a project manager as someone who is assigned by the performing organization to lead the team that's responsible for achieving the project objectives. Now, that sounds a little technical or dry, but basically, the project manager is the person who's responsible for managing the project and the person responsible for the project's success. She doesn't 
or he doesn't do it in a vacuum. They don't do it alone. They lead a team and a group of people and they do it together. But the project manager is the point person and the person responsible for ensuring that the project is successful. And there's a lot that goes into achieving those objectives. I talk a lot about how fantastic project management is. But if you're new to project management and new to the idea of it as a career, I want to list out very clearly some of the roles and responsibilities of a project manager in this episode. If you look through the list on my corresponding article, you'll see how many different skill sets are used. And as you listen through this list, you'll recognize that project managers use so many different skill sets to help a team succeed in executing a project and solving problems and delivering solutions. Now, as I run down this list of project manager roles and responsibilities, there's a bit of overlap in some of them, but they are all important. So I wanted to give you this entire list. And I've got a long list here. There's 22 items on this list, but I think you'll see as we run down how they make sense and play a role in project success. And you might even recognize that you, even if you're not a project manager, that you're doing some of these no matter what your job is. So let's jump into the list. Project manager roles and responsibilities. Item number one, defining project scope. When you start your project, you need to have a good idea of what's included in the work you're going to do. And it's just as important to be clear on what you're not going to do as part of the project. Clearly defining your project scope is going to help the team focus and it's going to ensure that as you continue to move through the project, the team or the customer is not going to try to throw more into the project scope. And you're all, you and the team and the customer and the stakeholders are all going to have the same understanding of what's going to be included in the solution. This is really important to start out with a clear understanding and everybody on the same page about what you're delivering in the project and what is outside the project. Number two, gathering project requirements. As a project manager, you're responsible for ensuring that the project requirement information is gathered and documented. You work with your team and the customer and others involved to gather all the information necessary to have a good understanding of the solution and what's needed. Sometimes business requirements are gathered by other people on the team, the business analysts or different people, but the project manager helps ensure that this is all done. The business requirements are going to explain how the solution will address a specific business need. The functional requirements explain what your software must do, and I'm talking software specifically, um, and the steps needed to carry out that activity. There's different types of requirements and various methods for gathering them. I have some articles that I can link to in the show notes that give you more information on your project requirements. Item number three, identifying activities, dependencies, sequencing, and time estimates. All of this goes to build out your project schedule and what's needed to actually carry out, execute, and deliver the project. To do this, you're going to work closely with your team and those who are going to be doing the work. You do not do this in a vacuum as the project manager. 
work with your team, work with the people who are doing the work and get the information from them. You can start with a template. You can start, you don't have to start from scratch with an empty page if you have some understanding of what's needed, but do not build this all in isolation. These activities could include lots of different types of things that could be involved in this, but as the project manager, identifying, pulling the team together and identifying these activities, dependencies, and how they need to happen in order and how long it's going to take to do each one is your role as the project manager. Number four, identifying resources needed for the project. Now, resources can mean a lot of different things. Sometimes we're talking about people, and people are not happy sometimes when you call them resources, but you do need to identify who is going to be on the team to carry out the work. And you also need to identify what needs to be purchased or equipment or items that need to be pulled together to carry out and successfully complete the project. Item number five, creating the budget. As you identify all the resources you need for your project, you'll be able to create the project budget from this. If there are things that you need to buy, um, items you need to rent, supplies or support or activities that need to be paid for in any type of way, that's going to help build the project budget. I have an article that's a great resource for building out an IT budget with a template if you find that helpful. So there's going to be a lot of links to things in the show notes. You may want to check those. Item number six, identifying deliverables and milestones. Determine what deliverables your team will have along the course of the project. Establish milestones along the way. You can use these to track progress and reporting. And when I say deliverables, I mean, what is it that you're actually delivering to someone through the course of the project? So it might be the solution at the end if you're breaking down your project into smaller components and you've got things you're going to deliver at each of those stages. Those are deliverables. Milestones are key points in time that you can use to track the progress of your project. Item number seven, Coordinating resources, the team members, and the vendors. You've got a lot of different people working on the project. And as the project manager, you're going to help pull all of this together and make sure that everybody is working together as a coordinated team to deliver the solution. Make sure that your team members know about potential problems. If you have unplanned items come up, you want to make sure that you continue to coordinate and move through things successfully. And you want to confirm that all your resources are allocated and they are available when you need them. And you need to do this throughout the course of your project. If you've planned with everybody up front how things are supposed to go and you never touch base with them again, then it's very likely that things are going to get wonky and schedules are going to get messed up and things aren't going to go as smoothly. So you need to continue that coordination throughout the course of your project. Monitoring and controlling the project plan is item number eight, and it touches a little bit on what I just said about continuing to coordinate people throughout the course of your project. You're planning everything up front, especially if you're using a waterfall approach. If you're using an iterative approach, something that's more agile, you will have some upfront planning about what you're going to deliver. 
and you'll continue to do that throughout, but you need to continually make sure the project is on track and deliverables are met throughout the course of executing your project. You want to frequently communicate with your team and make sure that everybody is still on the same page, and you have to continually watch for unexpected changes along the way. You have, um, you've got to continually adjust where needed and make corrections and adjustments when things aren't going according to plan. You'll have to use your problem-solving abilities to keep the project moving forward, and you have to recognize when problems occur. You want to do as much risk planning as you can up front, and if you've created a risk management plan, then you will want to execute it when you do have risks that come up along the way. Item number nine. Identifying the appropriate metrics. In order to know that your project is successful, you'll have to identify what that measure of success is for your project. There are different types of success metrics that you can use for your project. You may have a specific return on investment that you're looking to get out of the project. There may be customer satisfaction. Um, There may be tracking to your budget, any type of cost variance or profits for the customer, but identify up front what the success metric is so that you'll know by the end if you've met it. Number 10, ensuring quality. You may create a great project plan and move forward executing it, but that does not guarantee that you're going to be delivering a quality solution to your customer. You want to make sure that you're delivering a solution that doesn't have any problems. So if you're working on a software solution, you want to make sure that there are no bugs. You want to have training guides or manuals or documentation that doesn't have typos or problems in it. It's better to focus up front and build quality in than to have a lot of rework to do after the fact. Plan quality in as much as possible to ensure you're delivering a quality solution to your customer. Item number 11, managing vendors. Your project may require external resources or external people that you're bringing in to help you work on it. You might have um, vendors who are doing construction or installations of any type. There's all kinds of ways you might be bringing vendors in to work on your project. So you'll likely need to coordinate these resources with the rest of your work. Make sure that everybody knows when they're supposed to deliver and install items you've purchased. And if you're using consultants for any of your project work, you've got to manage those contracts and vendor deliverables as part of your role. Item number 12, this is halfway through. Serving as the single point of contact for the project. There are so many components, stakeholders, and potentially impacted areas that are involved in projects. It's important for one person to have a grasp of the big picture and be the main point of contact for everybody involved. If you've got various people scattered around who know different parts of the project without one main person knowing everything, something is going to be missed. So you as the project manager are the main point of contact. And this doesn't mean that other people don't know things. You keep them informed, um, but you do need to have an understanding of everything happening on the project. And people need to come to you to make sure you know. The project manager serves as the central point of contact who orchestrates all the work involved. If anybody needs information about the project or needs to share information about the project, there needs to be one person 
everybody can point to or know to contact. This prevents information from being missed by some, and it reduces risk. Number 13, reporting. As the project manager, you may report to stakeholders, governance bodies, and anybody else who needs project information. These reports could be regularly scheduled, they may be ad hoc, and they could include data on status, risk, or any other identified project metrics. Reports can look different depending on who you're giving them to and what people want. But you will be doing a lot of reporting as a project manager to make sure that people are informed. Number 14, managing risk. During planning, you'll work with the project team to identify potential project risk. I mentioned this earlier in our list, and I do have a couple of resources that I can put in the show notes for this. And as you move forward through execution, you'll manage those risks by continually checking with the team and tracking against the project risk matrix that you've likely created during planning. Like I said, I've got a template that you can use to make this easier. Number 15, managing change. What if you work with a team to beautifully execute a project and you're ready to hand it off to the customer and they never use the solution you created? Is that a successful project? I don't think so. Managing change is just as important as all the other components of project management that you've done. You have to get the customer ready to accept and adopt the solution that you've created for them. If the customer doesn't adopt the solution, then the expected benefits that you've created for them, they can't get those. Where it's appropriate, you'll need to communicate and socialize the upcoming changes. You'll have to get customer input and feedback. You've got to prepare the users to ease into the transition or adopt abruptly if needed. You have to help them be successful. This can involve activities like training, webinars, lots of communication. There's a lot that goes into change management, and that's important in your role as a project manager. Number 16, leading the team. As a project manager, you provide leadership and direction for your team. You may need to motivate them. You may need to remove roadblocks or inspire the team if you've got challenges, and you always do it with integrity and respect for your team. You're going to foster collaboration and supportive working relationships across the team, and a great leader gives credit to the team for successes and celebrates wins. That is a leader people want to work with. Number 17. Managing Relationships and Expectations. You'll be working closely with the customer and with multiple stakeholders on the project, and it's important to manage expectations for everyone, especially if there are unexpected changes during the course of the project. This transitions nicely into number 18, communicating. Communication is a huge part of your role as a project manager. You're going to be communicating with so many different people. You're going to communicate with your team members, with the customer, with executives and other stakeholders, and even with vendors that you're working with as a part of the project. And each audience may require a different message and a different delivery channel. And each communication might be different and require a different form of communicating. So you'll be communicating with email and face-to-face and with more formal messages or presentations. 
So soft skills are critically important as a project manager, and that's why I come back to them again and again. Number 19, understand the project from a larger context. Now, this means that you'll need to understand dependencies or impacts that your project may have with other projects and initiatives, and it can also be helpful to understand how your project connects to the overall strategy. This can be particularly helpful when you're communicating with executives and different stakeholders. There may also be market changes that could significantly impact or influence the project. So having a wider view and perspective and keeping watch of these things can be helpful. Being able to view your project not only from a granular level, but also from a higher level will help you grow and mature in your career. Okay, item number 20. I told you this was a long list. Item number 20, getting user acceptance. Depending on the needs of your organization, there could be different types of user acceptance that you're required to get. So just make sure that you know what that is. But it might be a formal sign-off, or there might be multiple people who need to sign off on your project, or you might have sign-off at various points. But if this is required, just make sure that you're aware of it. And as a project manager, you'll be responsible for getting that formal sign-off. Number 21. Closing out the project. There might be lots of activities that you're required to do once you have finished the project and handed over the solution to the end user or the customer. And it might be reconciling the budgets at the end, conducting a lessons learned, ensuring that support teams are taking over where necessary. Lots of different things that you may need to do when you're closing out the project So make sure that you are aware of what your organization requires there. And then number 22, we're at the end of the list, taking care of administrative project work that doesn't fit neatly into anywhere else in this list that I've just gone through with you. There's lots of little things that you'll need to do as a project manager that feel like administrative work but they need to be done. You may have to make sure that certain things are in a document repository or technical documentation is filed away somewhere or user guides are available for your customers and you've got a a file that everybody knows how to access if anything, just lots of different things that may not fit somewhere else in this list. Whoa, that was a long list. As a project manager, there's a lot to be done, and it entails technical work. And when I say technical work, I mean, you know, like managing scope and managing the project and all of those types of things, but it also includes a lot of soft skills. Those are so critical for successful project managers. And you can see in this long list of 22 items, and it's possibly not even comprehensive, right? There's there's possibly things that I've missed here. But there's such a diversity of the type of work that you do as a project manager that it keeps it interesting and it stays fun. And there's always so much room for you to grow as a project manager. It doesn't get boring. It doesn't feel like a stagnant or stale type of work. It keeps it really interesting. And again, there's always room to grow. Hopefully, This gives you some clarity about the diverse activities involved in project management and what a project manager does. 
If you have any questions about anything on this list, let me know. I'm always happy to hear from you and always happy to answer questions. And if there's anything you'd like for me to give more information on, give me a shout out. Also, I write a lot more in depth about a lot of these topics at projectbliss.net. So if you go to the original article, you'll find links to lots more detail. I hope this has been helpful. And again, if you have questions, just let me know. Hopefully, if you're not a project manager already, you have found this inspiring and maybe, just maybe, you want to pursue a project management path. It can be a lot of fun, very fulfilling, and great pay. It's a great career. If you have been interested in how to get a job in project management, I will put a link to my course, How to Get a Job as a Project Manager, in the show notes, and you can check that out also. Hope you're doing well. Take care of yourself and go do good work. You've been listening to the Project Bliss Podcast with Lee Espy. Thank you for listening. You'll find more information on project management, leadership, and career skills, such as templates, guides, and workbooks on my website at projectbliss.net. And let me know if you have questions or ideas for future topics. Until next time, do good work.